guys, it's Cammie. And it's Amanda. And we're Basically Basic. We are here in the most stunning, beautiful home. And I'm not just saying that. For to, real. To toot our guest's horn. But toot toot. But toot toot. Toot that horn, Mandy. <laughs> it really is just such a beautiful space that we're in. And I cannot wait to introduce you guys to our very special guest, Miss Shaylee Mitchell. Aww. Say hey, girl. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank I'm so you. honored. So much for being here. I'm Fun so fact, fun. I did not I'm know so your last fun. name was Mitchell until just now. Till right I now? think I just knew, like, your name is so cool that it to me cool. you were just Miss Shaylee. Like, oh. Beyonce, like, you were yeah. just, you were just Miss Shaylee. But Miss Shaylee Mitchell, like, fits. I yes. love that. Okay, so you just know that, this just now. that my last name is Mitchell? This is real. That's funny. I actually have a lot of people that ask me, when they meet me, you know, they're like, what is your last name? Because yeah. we see you online as Michelle, just Miss Shaley, you yes. know? And so, yep, Michelle really Mitchell. Is such a cool, unique name. Have you ever met anyone with your name? Um, actually, ever? I have a funny story about that. You do? <laughs> I want to hear. So, yeah, let's, let's hear it. People ask me a lot of times how I got named that, you know, how, yes. where did your parents find that? So, my mom, when she was younger, she, when she was actually a little girl, she met another little girl named Miss Shaley and just loved it and loved that it. it was so unique and all this. So all of her life, she kind of held on to it, put it in her back pocket and said, someday I'm going to name my little girl Miss Shaley. So she ended up doing that and she so prided herself. Is it prided? Yeah, prided yeah. herself on how it was so unique and she was going to have a daughter that was named Miss Shaley and nobody else is ever going to have that name. And I love we that. We <laughs> were from like a small town in South Arkansas. You know, she's like, no one will ever have this name. And so, and I was way, like way more introverted when I was little, like really did not like attention. Yeah. So hated it growing up because first day of school, it's like always like going on the roster, you know, yes. my name would be coming up, the teacher yes. would be calling names and she would call mine and be wrong. And the class would laugh. I'd have to like, explain, you know. But anyway, she walked me into my first day of kindergarten at my little elementary school. So and sweet. Hugh Goodwin Gators, shout out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> chomp, chomp shout Gators. Out. <laughs> shout out to them. Uh, anyways, walks me in, like, so proud. And she's like, this is my daughter, Miss Shaley. And the kindergarten teacher looks over, and she's like, what is her name? And she said, it's Miss Shaley. And she goes like, to like, so spell proud, it, like, like, so proud. And she goes, oh, my word. There's actually another little girl in this class named Miss Shaley. No. Are you kidding And me? so I grew up in... Yeah, my hometown of El Dorado with another girl named Miss Shaley. And so we grew up together. She ended up moving, I think, like my sixth grade year. But up until then, there were two Miss Shaley. Okay, I have like, listen, there's only room for one Miss Right, Shaley I was going to say, <laughs> was your mom, like, pissed? She was probably mad. She was like, well, she was like, what? Because, you know, like, I told you, yeah. she, that was her thing. Yes. Was, you know. But it's funny because, yeah, way more introverted when I was little, so it was always a nightmare to go to school. And, like, oh, the teacher would, call, you know, go on the roll, and I'm like, oh, my word. I'm going to have to explain out loud, like, what my name is and how to pronounce it. But now that I'm a little bit older and, like, it does, there's a, you know, there's oh, a totally. uniqueness to totally it. Totally and is. Yeah. I've kind of grown to love that. And I love people it. say I've, like, you know, it fits me or whatever. So. It totally does. I can't picture you being anything no. else. Yeah. Like, so, no. my real name is Cameron, but it's okay, spelled C-A-M-A-R-Y-N. So, it's spelled different my mom but it was like more feminine but I was gonna ask you it is beautiful like beautiful so but growing up same thing like I went through this phase where I was so (laughs) mad at my parents like I like got in fights with them as a kid (laughs) that they named me Cameron because I wanted to be Courtney or Tiffany (laughs) I was like Tiffany guys Tiffany I was so about it like and I was like why would you name me this no one has this name like it's not a name and I hated it because the teachers would always like say Cameron and I I went by Cammy even as a kid so then every every year, kids in my class would be like, so your real name's Cameron, and I'd have to have the same conversation. But then you're right. The older you get, the more you, appreciate you so it. appreciate yeah. it. I'm like, oh, like, 
No one else has this I love name. it. I love Cameron and Cammie. Yeah. But yeah, when my brother and sister and I would play games when we were little, like, we would always come up with, like, fake names, oh, yeah. you know, yes, we totally. went out, you know, yes. and I would always have, like, the most basic name. Yeah. Like, my name is, you know, whatever, <laughs> yes. fill in the blank, but I was like, I don't want a name like Miss Shaylee. That's so and then, I yeah, but, love it. Yeah, but a lot of my friends and family call me Shaylee or Shay. Sha- yeah, I've heard them so, call Shay, yes. Yeah, so you can call me whatever. Oh, I love it. I love so, so are much. you the oldest in your family? Yeah, so I'm the oldest. I'm um, 36. Okay. I have a brother that's 34, a sister that's 32, and a sister that's 26. So we range wow. from, yeah, 26 to 36. So I love I'm the yeah. oldest of three. So I, you're the you're the baby. I'm the baby. Too. Yeah. Aww. You know what's interesting? I feel like most people, besides my husband, but most people close in my life are the babies of the family. Oh really? You, I wonder if it's like an older, older yeah, like the older I will sister. say all of my very close friends are older than me, and it's I think it's because growing up, yeah. my sister had, and she's almost 10 years older than me, yeah. so there's a really big difference. Yeah. And I remember, like, being in kindergarten, I, like, specifically remember this, being in kindergarten, my sister would pick me up, she was, like, 16, like, in her car, and her friends would be in the car with her, and they'd pick me up from school, and I'd be like, later, six-year-olds, I'm out with the <laughs> 16-year-olds, like, Watch me leave. Yeah, watch me leave. And I just remember being like, I'm so cool. And, like, I think I was around her friends so much that, like, I learned their humor and, like, what they thought was, yeah. like, cool and funny. And so I think that was, like, kind of like embedded in me like yeah. without really even knowing it and yeah. then I've noticed like even like an early like I didn't uh, you guys know like my college story but I didn't really have like a normal college experience it was all like wedding related which yeah. we'll get into that because yeah. that's how you and I met yeah. um but all my friends were like wedding industry vendors who had like been through college graduated yes. and I was like 21 like want to hang out with me yeah. like <laughs> I love that though so anyways that's a whole side note Let's let's dive into what we're doing right now in your very sweet, which is drinking Starbucks. Drinking Starbucks out of these the cute holiday cups. Yes, cheer! Lift a praise to the Lord. Cheers our holiday cups. Cheers, praise our Starbucks. Okay, so Cammy, what are you drinking? Okay, I am drinking. Actually, you got it for me, so I'm gonna read it. Okay, I'm drinking a tall chestnut praline latte, one pump of chestnut praline syrup with almond milk. Two thirds decaf. Yes, you because are. Because it's it, it's the golden hour. We're getting you know the yes. sunset. Yes, I need to start doing the that. Candles are burning. Yeah, we don't it's need true. caffeine right now. No. And my well, my yeah. cup. Yeah. Up in here. Yeah. <laughs> like actually, my cup is the cute red with green polka. <laughs> you really described that perfectly. I know, but it's just so cute. Okay, so I'm drinking the same thing, not decaf, because Mama needs the caffeine. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> my life begins at nine p.m. I'm so okay. sure you're about to wake up every yeah. hour for the next ten hours. So. Um, and I have the cup that has the Starbucks, like, Christmas logo all over it with the little letters. I actually really respect the fact that they gave us each a different cup. They did. I'm just, I feel like that was intentional. I wasn't going to say that. I'm just learning something. So is this... These are all different. They're all different. Know, but are they always every year? Are Starbucks Christmas cups different? They're always different every year. Yeah. Oh my word. Whatever well, always comes in. I feel like they started that like two years ago. Maybe. Because they were smart. But this year, these are cute this year. These are, I'm I mean, okay. these are on point. I'm this very one. about it. Look at yours. Uh, I like this one okay, a lot. Okay, Michelle, please share with our <laughs> listeners your coffee order because it's the most sophisticated, like, beautiful order I've When she texted heard. to Amanda, we both, Amanda read it out loud and I go, that's a really cool order. <laughs> yeah, we both go, oh. It's like, ooh. Y'all are making me sound like cooler than I am. <laughs> no, this is not true. This is that's very funny. True. Okay, so, and it's funny, I've gotten this order for years. I get the same thing every day. Are you a creature day, of habit? If it ain't broke. Don't fix <laughs> it. Don't fix it. That's my thing. But my like, question is, what, like, I want you to read it, but then I also want you to tell us how you first created it. Because I, I just feel like, <laughs> what in your mind was like, this would be good. Yeah. All right. Well, I get, every day, an Americano, tall Americano, 
So yeah, girl. that's pretty basic. Yeah. Um, so you're basically basic, basic, basic yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> what, when, with you guys, I got almond milk and three stevia. And I always get the almond milk. I get extra almond milk and I get it steamed. So like, because What's, I like so a lot mean? in it because... I it, just like yeah, it. Does it the tone down the Americano? It tone, yeah, it tones on the Americano. Of it? Yeah. Um, and I get it steamed because if you get too much in it, it makes your coffee Milky. look warm. Yeah. So they'll steam it at Starbucks for you and like get it all frothy. Oh, that's or whatever. what steam means. Yeah. So they're steaming the milk. So you're steaming, yeah, the milk that they, the almond milk that they're pouring in, they're steaming it and frothing it or whatever. And then. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So oh, your drink that. is hot, like really hot. Coffee. Yeah. So I either get, I usually, I try to get almond milk just because. Yeah, Hashtag had, healthy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're, 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 we're big almond we're, we've milk lovers or haters. Almond <laughs> milk to death because I was anti almond milk and then now I'm like, no, you're on the almond milk she's, she's converted. Let's okay. just say she's in the club yeah. now. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, so I either do this drink every day, tall Americano, extra almond milk, steamed, three stevia, or I'll do, like if it's in the morning or something, I'll do um, Americano with heavy whip, steamed. And that's, that's like, really good. That's probably so... So, heavy whipping cream, and then they steam yeah, it? Yeah. The heavy whip is actually... That's the best. I want like, that tomorrow. Yeah. yeah that so, sounds... Americano, heavy whip, steam it with three... Or however many steam you want it sweetened. Um, but it's good. It's, like, all frothy, right. and then it's really, really hot. Girl. Because the coffee's hot, and then it's steam, but it stays it stays hot. Longer. You're right, because if you think about it, they're pouring in cold milk. milk. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I like can't... And I can't do lukewarm coffee, no. so... I bye. Yeah. yeah, bye. Stop for that. Bye-bye. Who wants yeah. lukewarm anything? Mm-hmm. Not Jesus. He <laughs> even spits it out of his Speaking mouth. Speaking of... You know? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bye. Y'all are like, which lays is straight. <laughs> now we're just going to go straight into the gospel, straight guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golly. Segways right into... From steamed milk to the Savior. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to Revelation, okay? Okay, well, I want to ask the question, because I actually don't know this, which... Side note, we do side notes we all the time. We do side notes, yeah. BB listeners. I love side you notes. You could probably, good, because we'll do probably 50 on this episode, yeah. so great. But we, as you can imagine, Amanda and I love to talk, so we're always mm-hmm. asking questions, and when I got to this beautiful home, I had to, like, literally, like, shut my mouth and, like, hold it, because I had so many questions, but I was like, if I ask these questions now, then when we ask them during the podcast, it's not going to feel natural, because I'll already know the answer. So one of my first questions was, when I got here, I realized, I don't even know how you guys know each other. Yeah. I'm reaping the benefits of this beautiful friendship, and I don't know how it happened. Okay, so, (laughs) Michelle, you need to know this about me. Cammie knows it. But I often black out (laughs) in life experiences. You're like, what's your name? (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) We do? How did we meet? Okay, so I don't know if it's, like, just a new season. Okay, so I obviously shot weddings for, like, seven, eight years. You're an amazing wedding photographer. Amazing just photographer. I know this. Yes, you're an amazing photographer in general. But, um... I know this. We met. Did I reach out to you in, on social media? Because we met. I know in like the wedding industry, but yeah, I cannot. I need to know if it was like. I need to know if it was MySpace or. <laughs> oh, or Facebook. Was it my? If it was MySpace, I don't know. MySpace or I think it was. I it was think Facebook. It was Facebook. It was Facebook. How long have you known each other? MySpace. That's all right. Before I had kids. Yeah. Before I was married. So maybe? I don't even know. I was. I've actually been doing photography now. Like full-time for about 10 years, wow. maybe 11. Um, and when I was first coming into the whole profession, like full-time, um, and especially living in Dallas, there was just a, t- a huge network. There's a of, big pocket. Yeah, yeah, a big pocket of people mm-hmm. that you kind of stumble upon, mm-hmm. um, photographers and creatives and mm-hmm. artists, which were it was so cool, and it was so inspiring for me at the time because I was watching all these people like yeah. do so what cool. I wanted to do, and that were kind of doing things a little bit further down the road than where I was. And um, so started interacting with a lot of people on Facebook and stuff like that. And I think you were friends with 
like mutual Lauren. friends of mine, yes, like Lauren, Lauren Larson, Larson, who yeah. I adore, and I think Jess Barfield, all those yeah. girls. And so we became friends through, through that. that, and then we ended up meeting face to face at some kind of like. I remember. Like, I, it, it is right in my, the exact time we met is now. When okay, well, tell it. me because I can't remember the Pause. exact. Time I have to gather. Really, yeah. I have to gather my thoughts and emotions. So I used to do some blogging, you guys, yeah. and. So I had this series. This I was, forgot you this were was a the original. This was the original, basically basic of my life, like oh my, my solo word. life without Cami. But I had a segment called Coffee with. Yes. What? And I, I now. reached out to other creatives that I wanted to get to know, and I was like, "Will you come meet me for coffee? You're someone I like, look up to, admire, like inspire me, and then I want to take photos of you and just like spend time having coffee and like get to know you." I mean, what Which a humble idea! And then I was such featured, a cool idea. Yeah. And then I would feature that photographer on my blog, and people, I got some kind of like backlash a little bit from random like like creative people. They're like, "Why would you feature another photographer on your blog, like on your photography blog, where you like get hired?" Because you're awesome. And yeah. I was like, "Because we're all in this together, and there's room for everybody." That's amazing. Like, and I want to get to know, and I can like benefit from you, yeah. and like hopefully vice versa. Yeah, so it's it was like, so. I loved that. So that's the it was brood. I, I forgot. I, met I loved that so much, and I actually forgot that that was the first that initial our, time we met in because. Person. I had felt before that like I knew you already, you know, because we had like interacted and texted and you're just so kind and warm and wonderful. And so I, it's funny because right now in this moment, I'm like, oh my word, that was the actual initial time we physically met. But I remember feeling like, oh my word, I know this girl. It was when, it was when I lived by myself. Yeah. I can picture it. Yes. And I just wanted to We met at Brood in Fort Worth and just, we chatted and... I yeah, love that because that really is like so the first, that is our heart behind basically basic. Yeah. Totally I didn't realize you did that. And that yeah. is, I mean, getting coffee with people yeah. and just highlighting their lives and what they're doing yes. and learning from them. That is so fun. That's the first time I met. I blacked out for a minute, guys, but I'm back. Yeah. Back. She's back, back and better than I'm here. I evidently blacked out too because I was like, what? Yeah. Oh. No, but that, it's because, like I said, it was, I loved that moment so much, but I forgot that that was like the initial first yes. face-to-face meeting. Wow. I love that. Um, so you were so wonderful and so warm. Photography so for, sweet. you said, 10, 10 so or 11 years. Full-time, yeah. And did it as a hobby before mm-hmm. and I always tell people I kind of, started so I'm 36 and was a creative growing up and kind of you know lived in small town Arkansas so you kind of had to be creative yeah I have a lot of creative like women in my family and artists and stuff like that and um so started out like as a creative early on but then as I got older like into high school and college like the whole photography love kind of started coming mm-hmm. out but it was before like Instagram or any of that so I didn't even know that it was like a tangible the real thing that I could like pursue this passion and make a living and go out on this limb and like for real do the thing. Yeah. You know, I kind of always thought it was this big time, far away dream, yeah. like a New York photographer, you know, something yes. like that, where I could, it like, could never yeah. be tangible for me. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so like I started doing it kind of as a hobby on the side, and basically I was paying people to take their photographs early on. Like wow. I saved up all my money. I think I had like $300 truly. And I went to Walmart and got like this Canon Stop. film camera. Like it was like a rebel something Yes, and kind of built this portfolio 
type thing. I guess you could call to it show that people, now. Like, I can do this. I yeah, can like I didn't know what it was at the time. And when but... we got started, like in photography, it was before Instagram. Like, exactly. Before you could just like immediately like show your work. And exactly. That's why, like blogs were so huge. Yes. Because you could like post the link on Facebook or like just try to like direct people back to like your yeah place, your you know? work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's just so I love that like time. Like sometimes I wish it was still like that yeah. because you really it made you like really post like all of your. Our best. Your, yeah, yeah, your best, best. On yeah. Your, yeah, and not just like the little like highlights. It was yeah. like this is what I worked hard for. Spent time editing this whole like session or whatever, and like this is their story. Like I just yeah. I miss those days. Sometimes. I know, I know. Wow. But so okay, so, so did you go to college for that? Like, did you major in? No, so I've also taught. Um, so that's kind of a unique part of my story too, is that I'm also taught, and I tell people I learned. You know, I believe the Lord gave me the eye. I don't mm-hmm. think you can teach that. Um, Let me just with testify: <laughs> you cannot, because yeah. I don't understand. Like, so Amanda, being a photographer, best friend, my little sister is a photographer, and she's both my little sisters are pretty good, but my middle sister is like phenomenal. And I get so frustrated because I will be in the same room as them <laughs> trying to take the exact same picture. And I'm like, can why? Can why does my picture look so bad? mad. Like, we've been in a setting before and I'll take a picture. I'm like, oh, here you go. You can have this one. And she goes, what the heck? I've been standing here <laughs> looking at that exact thing. And she's like, I don't understand. I'm like, it's okay, girly, because you can hit harmonies unlike <laughs> anyone else. Like, if you and want I'm a brother, I was like, you can get out and take a picture of, like, a tree. Yeah. And I'm like... And what? I, d- yeah. I don't understand because I think, I mean, it is, it's weird for me when I think about my singing as a gift because it's like everyone has vocal cords, right? Like why can my vocal cords do something that people yeah. can't? But for, to me, photography is like one of the weirdest gifts because I'm like, it's outside of yourself, yeah. right? Like it's not actually like inside of you. You're seeing things in the world and able to use something to capture it in a way that I literally can't. And it's so cool to me. <laughs> it's so cool. And it's funny because when you're like, and Amanda knows, I mean, when you're wired that way, like when it's just how you function, mm-hmm. you don't really think it's anything no. right, special. Like no. you, you know, but you kind of, I think I'm realizing now more and more that, that I see in photography, like I see in photographs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like in I'll, life, you see that. Yeah. Way. In life, yeah. like I'll frame things up yeah. and I'll, um, but yeah, it's just the way we're wired. It is. You know? It's so cool. Um, it is. Just like a singer would be wired a certain right. way or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Which is a gift and a curse sometimes because then you're like, which is probably the same for you, but like. If I'm, like, in a setting, it, like, takes everything in me to not ask that girl to remove the rubber band from her wrist because I'm, like, <laughs> you have to take that off right now. Like, that everything is not I can say. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I do is I can't – you could be telling me that you're Einstein and I don't care because that rubber band is so thick <laughs> on your got wrist. got to take that <laughs> wow. band off immediately. Yeah, no, literally. That's so – just, like, you probably couldn't go to a restaurant and, like, hear, like, oh, no. music in the background without – Totally. Being, like, well, actually, like, Stephen will get mad at me because, like, I – I don't like listening to music passively. So, like, if I'm, like, sitting and talking with someone and music's on the background, it's, like, really distracting to me because I actually want to, like, I like to hear and engage music and, like, process music or I want silence. Like, (laughs) it's funny is it's interesting to hear you say that because with me in photography, one of my things that kind of really sets the tone and the ambiance for me in the house for, you know, if if I'm here editing and stuff for the day, I'll... I'm big on like you atmosphere, have to get so I'll like get yep. the candles going yep. and get it's it's kind of ridiculous. If it's but not, like yeah. music, and I'll kind of get in my zone. And my musically gifted friends, they a lot of them tell me they can't listen to music while they create. Like no, they have really? to, yeah. They they're like it. It just throws me off because she's one of my close friends, an amazing musician. But she said I just I don't hear it the same sometimes as other people hear it. So. um I was like, that's interesting. So interesting. See, and I have it really to have gets me in the light. Like, yeah, it gets me in the zone. Like, yeah, it's my appetizer for sure. Yeah. 
It's your appetizer. It I is. love it's that. It's my creative appetizer yeah, for sure. I love, I love it. that. Okay, yeah. so we're we're doing all sorts of side notes here. I love, I love um, side notes. Okay, so we, like we said, are in your beautiful home. Yes. I want to know how you found this place. Okay, well that and is... And what, a- and I want to know how you found it, and then also how you felt like the Lord was going to use it as what it is being used for today, a house God is building, which if yeah. you follow, we'll attach all of Michelle's um, Instagram handle and things you can follow her at, but... She is just living this beautiful story right now, mm-hmm. and it's honestly an honor just to get to watch, even from afar and a little bit up close, but um, I don't think I know even the story of how you found it and how God was like, this needs to be your home, well, and you need to restore it. And even as you're saying that, I'm like loving how we segued into this, because it makes more sense now even knowing how your brain works as a photographer and like a creative, because I think like just like I'm, as a songwriter, photographers are storytellers, like you're telling the story of the moment, mm-hmm. and I love that you could see this home and see the story that maybe no one else saw. Could see, yeah. yeah. And then you're getting to watch the Lord like unfold it. Unfold so, it. So yeah. yeah, share it. Share with us. I want to hear. Well, the story is like it's it's pretty lengthy, so it's probably way longer than the listeners <laughs> okay, have okay. time for. But um, but some of the stuff that I've shared, I plan on sharing more as it continues to unfold. But um, so the whole story has been an unexpected God story, which to me are like the best kind, you yes. know, unexpected, organic, and totally, it's been a work of the Holy Spirit that I was like never expecting in my life at all in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to make a long story short, I told you guys, I think when you came in, I was living out in Dallas, you know, a few years back. Yeah, and, and you were living in like a hip condo. Yeah, I was living in like... Dallas, Dallas. Yeah. So, um, running the business full time. Um, a lot of my work is in the DFW area. It's where I'm based. So I thought at the time, you know what, I'm from Arkansas originally growing up in the country. Like I, I've lived in DFW forever, but I've never lived like in the city. Right. So I wanted to go down there and yes. kind of live in a loft, live in Dallas and see how it worked and felt and all yes. that. And got a really, really amazing, um, the Lord blessed me with a really, really amazing, uh, like loft. And I lived in Mockingbird Station and so did that and lived there for two years, but as the two years was coming to a close and my lease was letting up, I just felt in my heart like the Lord had a different, a stirring. Had some, there was a stirring for yeah. something different that was coming. I had no idea how to put my finger on it. I had no answers. I had, honestly, I was probably more like in some ways um, lost in my like what's next than ever before. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, Lord, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm hitting mid thirties now. I'm not married yet. I just didn't see this for my life right Mm -hmm. in this season. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know really what the next turn is. I don't know if you want me to stay in Dallas. I don't know if you want me to purchase a home. I don't know, you know, um, I don't know if Dallas is a city for me. I just, there was a lot, there were a lot all of a sudden of like unknowns. I just wasn't in this like package place of my life where I was like, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know Mm -hmm. this, I know that. I was just really seeking answers on where do you want me? What do you have for me? Why am I in this place? You know? And so that was kind of all starting in my heart. And I, um, kind of started toying, toying with the idea of what would it look like to finally purchase a home? Like, cause that had always seemed for some reason, like this big, yeah, because I had always lived in an apartment or a loft. It like, for some reason it, and now that I've done it, it's just, it's, it's so amazing. But like at the time it just felt like this big, Adult monster, thing. yeah, like oh my word, like actually purchasing a home, yeah, was, you know. So I um to kind of back up to give you context, it was in December of 2017 
December 3rd of 2017, I was driving out to Austin to the Hill Country to shoot a wedding. Yes. And uh, I was going to shoot this amazing wedding, this amazing bride and groom that I adored and loved. They were believers. We had had a lot of conversation and kind of gotten to know each other. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, so I was driving out. They had me in this like little tiny Airbnb in the Hill Country. So I had a second shooter that was riding with me. We were going out to this Airbnb before the wedding. Okay. Um, so we get out there late one night, we get there and it's, um, like this really cool Airbnb, but it's quaint and there's absolutely no cell phone reception and we get checked in and we go to bed early because there's like, I'm tired and there's really not anything to do. And I lay down and go to sleep and in the middle of the night I have this dream and, um, I'm, you know, a believer and I believe in the way the Lord speaks to us, um, I believe he can speak in many ways, but mm-hmm. one of the ways I really believe strongly in like prophetic dreams and things like that, I had not had really many or hardly any yeah. really in my life. But so I go to sleep at the time. I didn't know that's what this was, but I go to sleep and I wake up out of this dream on December 3rd. And in the dream, I was transferred back to my hometown that I grew up in. So in the dream, I'm standing on this like, kind of at this like T in the road at a stop sign. And I realized in the dream that I'm at this street um, in this hometown that I grew up in that was, it was the street that I moved onto when my parents divorced. So when we were 12, I went through this really, really traumatic time in my life. We were raised in ministry mm-hmm. in a small town, um, in a you know minister's home and uh, went through a really, really traumatic, traumatic divorce and um, kind of a ripping apart of our family when I was 12. So I was 12, my brother was 10, sister was 8. Wow. And we just went through a lot of heartache. And um, there's a long story there, but just really, really rough on me, especially we were talking that's earlier the about the oldest child. The oldest, yeah. Um, I carried a lot through that season of responsibility, and mm-hmm. it's just such a season of, like, shaping a person and mm-hmm. all that. So even as believers, like, we walked through this really, really traumatic trauma. time, a lot of troubled times and trauma and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So in the dream, I'm standing on the street in the T and the road of the house that we moved into when all this trauma hit. So when my... We lost our family home. We moved into, my mother moved us into this house. And the house in itself, um, just the, the structure of the house represented a lot of heartache for me. Yeah. So it represented a time of abandonment and abuse and loss, like heavy, heavy loss and you know responsibilities that were hitting me and all that. And so in the dream, I'm standing at the front of this lot of this like where this home was mm-hmm. and in the dream the house is completely gone like from the front like my toes all the way to the back gate it's like bulldozed down like there's not a trace of the house left at all there's not a piece of wood there's nothing and there's this brand new house being built on the lot and it's like this white like farmhouse that like is basically I felt like the Holy Spirit you know he speaks the language of our hearts and yeah. he knows us better than we know ourselves and he was showing me things in that dream that he knew that I loved even that I didn't know to ask for. He speaks the language of our heart. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So he, so in the dream, there was this new house being built. There was a porch all the way across the front. There was these wooden beams in the front. Um, this white home that I loved. All these windows that ran up and down. And then in the dream, there were three men working on the home. So there was a man hanging windows, a man on the roof, and a man on the front beam that was kind of like sealing down the front beam. And he turned around and looked at me in the dream, and he just kind of waved at me, the man doing the front, kind of stealing the front beam. And um, when he waved at me, I woke up from the dream. And I felt when I woke up that, spiritually speaking, the Lord was like, this house is you. 
like all all the old is gone and the new has come. Like I have chills, I, I have chills too. Yeah, like um, it was a restoration story that was beginning, you know. And you know, God had done so much in my life. I've walked with Him most of my life, but there was some restoration of my heart and soul that needed. I feel like some loose ends that needed mending and some things mm-hmm. that he really needed to get get to, you know, yeah. like like gut in me and really get wow. to that I had kind of ran from or put off. And so all that to say that that started the journey. That started the journey. I didn't know that ever that it would be a real physical house. I always thought at the time, I called a mentor the day I woke up um, and I told her, I said, this is a dream I had. I've written it in my journal. I've wrote the word restoration. I feel like the Lord's like, speaking to me about something because I knew it was symbolic of that even my old house right, and yeah. like this new home and so you it knew was when white. you woke up it was like this is a this is a because I've had dreams before where you just know you can't shake it like, yeah you know it, it that felt it's gone. yes it was so heavy and it felt different and weighty on me and it just it wasn't just a natural dream yeah. it was like this mm-hmm. something the Lord was trying the to Lord's speak voice. to me yeah. and I was right you know I wrote it and so fast forward to um it was February or late February of so two months later, I actually started. So I had that dream in my heart. Right. That was definitely there. But that, I thought, again, that was something the Lord was just doing in me. But it's like he yeah. deposited I, this yeah. desire in your yes. heart. Like, so this restoration thing, and I was kind of brewing on that and thinking and praying through it. Well, then I go to actually meet with a realtor who's a friend of mine, and I start telling her that I'm going like, to want a house hunt. And so and, and there's a long story there, but I end up going to Nashville, and she finds this house. I'm in Nashville, and she comes up on the scene, and she's a believer too, so I know yeah. that she hears from the Lord. Right. And she's like, I have to FaceTime you. Like, I know it's going to sound crazy, but there's this house in Mansfield. It's this old farmhouse, and it's just a piece of junk right now. Yeah. Like, it's in bad shape, but I just feel like it's yours. I feel like it's, I feel like you're supposed to have it, and it's like this little hidden gem, and there's so much potential in it. I think you're going to, like, a lot of people have passed it like, and, like, gonna see never it. give it a second thought, but I think you're going to see the gold in it, and I just, I just really want you to see it, and I really want you, and I'm like, okay, so we FaceTime, and she's walking me through it, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, but something in me was like, Serene. and then I saw the front, and I'm like, oh, my word, it looks so similar to, to the, the house I saw. If, if, if I did to it what I would want to do to it, which yeah. would paint it white, put the wooden beams on, it already has the front porch. So anyways, long story short, I make her, I make an offer on it sight unseen. Like, Just from FaceTime. Like literally FaceTime, like, which is wow. so unlike my personality. But both of us had such a stirring, and I usually wouldn't do that, but I trust her, and I trust... I trusted the voice in myself because yeah. I felt this really strong. Mm-hmm. Like, And I kept going back to the dream. And it was almost like the Lord used that prophetic dream to anchor me. Um, you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Like I'm doing something bigger than you can see. So it's just very much like the gospel. A million people passed this house and would never give it a second thought and went to a nicer, bigger, better, shinier place. But there was something in this home where I was like, man, there's potential. Oh. You know, like God could really... There's, there's something here. So, um, so in, I tell people in a lot of ways, I mean, I just started kind of photo journal, you know, photo journalistically kind of documenting the house. Mm-hmm. So I would go in each room, the process. And I was really, I never intended on it being anything. I was just really kind of documenting my own story. How I would go into each room, gut the room, re- restore it. And God began to speak to me about how that's how he does with Our us. Hearts. You know, it's parallel to how he restores a human heart. 
is the way he's restoring this home. It's a lot of times it's a process. It's piece by piece. Yeah. It's it's not an overnight thing where we go through all this and we're Christian and then boom, we're suddenly everything's perfect. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's a process with yeah. him and um, his grace and his mercy and how he walks us through those things and how he makes broken things beautiful yes. and restores you know beauty from ashes yes. and stuff like that. So um, so I've been documenting it and. He's just done such a work, and it's still a process. Like, y'all can see, I mean, there's a ton of work that needs to be done, but that's become the story of this house. That's is That's so... the reason we call it a house God is building is because it's a process, and we are a house God yeah. is building, you know? Yeah, like, I, like I'm, like, freaking out because I just, I can see, like, even as you were talking, I was looking out behind you at the front porch, and, like, it is exactly what, what you dream. described yeah. in that dream. And I just even want to, like, applaud you because I feel like, you know, the first part of your dream, you said you saw nothing and it was like everything had been bulldozed and like down, like everything was just into the, to the dirt basically. Mm. And when you were talking, I just felt the Lord saying like how much work it takes to get to that place. Like I feel like even God's timing of you having that dream, how much hard work you had let the Lord do to Mm. get to that point. And that is sometimes the hardest part is getting to that place where you are so surrendered that it feels like there's nothing. You're, You're like, you are at the the studs you're at just the dirt I actually love that you're the first person um out of because I've shared this story now for a year and a half so I bought the house in May and you're actually the first person who's ever said that but hearing you say that I know it's the Lord because there had been so much so much unseen work and like heart work um up until that point and a lot of it was unapplauded and and it was just between me and him Mm -hmm. but I really did feel in a season again like I told you that was a season where I was very not, I hate to use the word lost. It was your desert season. Knew, but yeah, like, but I felt ripped under the studs. Like, mm-hmm. I've done all this hard work. I've been in counseling for years. I've really sought out, you know, mm-hmm. the Lord in, in all these areas of, of trauma. And I want to be whole and I want to be healed and I want to do the work. But now I'm kind of at the studs. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know where to go from here. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. in that, yes, the Lord yes. was like, I'm going to take this blank like light Blank. and I'm surrender. Gonna, yes, surrender, which is such a beautiful yeah. thing that you're seeing. Cause that's what it was. It was a season of just surrender and emptiness. There's yeah. nothing there that was left, you know, well, other than him. And, and I feel like the, those two, like the two parts of the dream that's not to be the most were that part of just, cause I feel like I'm just thinking of like listeners listening, like, and I felt this way in my life when you're at that place, that is like the most, that is such a raw, you're just yeah. feel raw and you just feel like God, I, I've, like, let you just excavate my heart. Like, yeah. I think that's a word, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I've let you just... We make like, up words here. We make so up words. Yeah. I feel like that's a word. Like, I've let <laughs> you just like, have your way in my heart, and yeah. I feel like I'm laid down before yeah. you, and it's from that place where you might feel the most unseen, unknown, yeah. that he is like, okay, now yeah. the rebuilding can start, yeah. you know? Well, you have to tell people, like, you can't build on broken studs. You can't build on broken... You're the foundation. He says that the New Testament has to be good. Wow. You have to build on the right things. And um, the gutting is like the most crucial part, you know, and I tell people, you know, restoration, like there's a part, there's a process of it. There's parts of it that have to be done first, repentance and different things to really clear out and ask God, you know, like David did, search me, God, know my heart, know, know me. Is there anything in Mm -hmm. me that's not pleasing to you? Take it out, you know, and he, he does search out the secret places of your heart, you know, and one of the coolest parts of the story that you just, it kind of sparked my memory that. I think the Holy Spirit Spirit is really used to speak most um, from the house message to people is, is actually when we were, the Lord's like continuously like giving me little symbols supernaturally in the home that so cool. have been miraculous. Like 
I didn't even know to ask for, but the first like week when we were all in here, the contractors were gutting the home. Mm -hmm. And one of our last rooms that we had to kind of really gut down was the bathroom. I mean, you should have seen it before. <laughs> it was awful, awful. I'll show you pictures okay, after. Okay, But they call me back there, and I'm kind of in and out. You know, I had so yeah. much going that week. There was so much on my plate, and I'm dealing with all these rooms. And um, the, the car contractor calls me back, and he's like, hey, you know, the bathroom, like, what do you want to do? Like, what are we? And I said, gut it. I go literally to the studs. Like, that's the last. I want all the shelving gone. I want everything. So the, the day, that full day, I was kind of in and out of the house, and they spent it just gutting everything. So it's 1886, so there's layer after layer after wow. layer after layer, like our lives. You know, life. yeah. There's this wall, and then there's this wall, and then these people lived in it, and they put this wood up, and then these people lived in it, and they lived there. You know, they just covered, 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 covered. Well, he wow. gets it all the way back to the studs, all the way back. He calls me in. He's like, hey, okay, I've got it all the way back to the ba like the very basic layer here and I need you to I need you to see it I need to know what to do so I kid you not guys I walk in and it's this gutted room and the wallpaper is the same wallpaper of the house that was in the dream so the the, Are you the wallpaper in the in the bathroom was the same wallpaper of the house we grew up in so that was like yeah I'm so that's sorry. the wallpaper I'm that's literally right like yeah. In the bathroom. What did you even like, do? Were you I just, just like sat cried? there. Like, I, tears yeah. were just streaming. I mean, literally like huge tears. And he's just like looking at me. So I take my phone. And he's I, like, are you okay, man? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, like, no. Ma'am. He's <laughs> like, is the wallpaper that <laughs> ugly? <laughs> he's like, is that bad? Like, no, I I the wood? <laughs> no, but I screamed. I, I took a picture and sent it to my brother and sister. And they both just sent back these like. Oh, yeah. Because they knew in their hearts. They've known that God's writing a story. Yeah. You know, and there's things that unfold all the time where we're just like. Wow, you know, but what cool um, confirmation of just like, yeah, this yeah, is my voice. Yeah, there's still some in there that I'll show you. But, anyways, so we covered it that day with brand new sheetrock, and we painted the whole house is painted in a color called alabaster white, which symbolized all things new. Yes. So it was named Sherwin Williams Color of the Year, and all this stuff, and it means Sherwin Sherwin Williams like named it like it's alabaster white. It means all things new. So literally inside and out. The too. whole home is painted in this alabaster white color, which, so it was really cool for me, which I'm a visual, I'm a creative, I feel things. So it was just, I don't know, symbolic for me to yeah. see that being covered, you know, with this like right. brand new, you know, all, all, just like the dream, all the old is gone and the new has come, you wow. know? And so now you go in there and you can't even tell that it was ever this broken down bathroom, you With know? so many layers from Yeah, now people walk in like, oh my word, it's so beautiful. Wow. Look at this white bathroom. But do you want to know what's so cool? And like, as you're telling the story, I'm just like thinking of knowing you and when you, okay, so West Elm has been here at your house. Like they featured your house because it's obviously so beautiful. Um, and I like think about people who walk in and may not know like the full story and yeah. they may see like the West Elm house that Michelle lives in, you yeah. know, or they may see like, these beautiful little corners, which there are, like everything is just so, you're a photographer, so like you said, you see things in scenes and in placement, and, but like, to me, that is what makes it beautiful, but it's not what makes it the most beautiful, mm -hmm. and I think what's so cool is whenever you walk into this home, you, yes, can see like the physical beauty and like the design aesthetic beauty, but there's a feeling here too that's mm -hmm. not just, that means a lot, it's, it's not, not just the physical, it, yeah. it, and it's because, and it's almost like, because you've allowed the Lord to get down to those studs, like, I really do feel like there's a purity in this home. And mm -hmm. it's like, you wouldn't feel that, like, had you not allowed God to take you to those places, which yeah. sometimes aren't fun. And, like, they're the deep, dark, hidden places that mm -hmm. nobody sees, like you said. But 
it has been made so beautiful. And I just want you to know that. And it's not just like the West Elm catalog. It's genuinely the beauty of the Lord. And like, oh, I, I just, so. I feel that. 100%. It totally is. Well, and it's, it's that feeling of like allowing the depth of the home to like shine through with the beauty, but also giving it something new. Like it's yeah. both, right? Cause mm-hmm. like even you sharing your story of growing up, like that's so traumatic, but that's also partly what makes you who you are now. Yeah. And it's like, obviously God's used that and it's still a part of you, but it's also not at the same time because yeah. he's redeemed it all. Yeah. He's made it new, but it also is what probably gives you more compassion for yeah. people or more, you know, whatever. And so it's like, he still takes those things and he doesn't erase them, but he like repurposes yeah. them. Well, I've always useful. loved like the old and the new kind of mm-hmm. mix, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, and I think that's the beauty of all of our stories. We don't have to run from, you know, the Lord frees us from our past and he makes us new, but it also makes us who we are. It mm-hmm. creates this, like you said, this story in us. Of, it's rooms in our of, home. Yeah, it's yeah. rooms in our home of compassion or of like, man, grace, or man, I have a lot of compassion for him or her. I've been through that mm-hmm. or my dad's been through that or we went through that the traumatic divorce too. I get it, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, you know, and those things create, you know, even this house, I mean, it's, I love it. It's mine and I put mm-hmm. my heart into it, but it's not the, I mean, it's just, not the most polished home. You kind of just got a little edge to it, it and a little kick. I love it. It's so You know perfect. what I mean? It's it, the floors are old and scratched, and but it's there's perfectly a lot imperfect. Of, like yeah, if so these scratches weren't here, I feel like it would be like oh yeah, like yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, but like the scratches are what makes it home. Like yeah. it's real. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like us, like that very thing. It's like this um, renewed, refreshed, restored place, but it's still like it still has a little bit of the bumps and bruises and you know scratches and stuff that yeah. you can see but it makes it all beautiful where it's not perfect you yeah. know because I always say God can use obviously anything he didn't need this crazy shiny mm-hmm. multi-million dollar you know place oh. to shine he's literally speaking and he's preaching through this like little farmhouse like this yeah. little 1886 farmhouse that nobody ever I mean it just sat and nobody here. gave a second look yeah, at it. Yeah, because, you know, which is, again, the gospel message. Like, so many people pass it and never thought. They were like, Psh, I'm not taking that on. Like, wow. are you kidding me? Like, yeah. that's a waste of a, you know. And then right. it's just sitting here the whole time just waiting to, oh. like, shine, you know. Oh, and I think that's again. like, but I think that's like, you know, I think that's like so much like us, you yeah. know, where so many of us, it's taught me too. don't ever, no one's ever too far gone. Yeah, don't discount don't ever discount anyone. Don't ever look past or when God's looking at that person going, man, like if I could just get the right person to that person and, yeah. you know, they could really shine, mm-hmm. you know, and, so um, good. and oh, what that person's been through and all this could right. make this beautiful story of, redemption and restoration and you know restoration is just the it's the gospel message that's why everybody that's yeah. why it's resonated so much with everyone yeah is everybody needs it right <laughs> right they're, i mean i've gotten so many emails like of people blow your mind you know like i so resonate with this because i need restoration in this area of my life mm-hmm. or my marriage or my children or, yes you know so well, i just, love because i feel like that's partly why i think jesus spoke in parables was yes. because when you share a story that just is like rich with metaphors. Yes. People can just insert their own story into it and then the Holy Spirit gets all the yeah. glory and gets to do the work because it's you don't have to be like, well, that's kind of like me. Obviously, we're not like a house yeah. literally, but yeah. metaphorically, I love that you there's just said so that much. Because in the podcast I was on last week, yeah. we talked about, I said that. I said, wow. I feel like um, in a way the house is like a modern day parable. It is. Wow. Because people are able to, if anything, God's used I always tell people, you don't have to be anybody else. Be who God's called you to be in your generation, how he's gifted you. Because right now, for such a time as this, God is using 
There's a million things I tell people I don't do well. <laughs> a million. The list is endless. But there are a few things I know that I can do well that he's gifted me with. You know, one of those is the arts. One mm. of those is creativity and storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I'm just being who I am right now. Mm-hmm. And it's preaching. because and God's glorifying. Yeah, because yeah. God is, people are, I think they're seeing it in a different way. They're mm-hmm. able to look in on, as crazy as it sounds, but on Instagram for such a time as this. Yeah. Or on a website or whatever, and they're able to see the gospel. It's like a backdoor way because they're like, wow. That resonates with me. They're yeah, watching like, this thing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're getting ministered to. And yeah. they're like, man, I didn't even, yeah. I didn't come on this Instagram to like <laughs> to, seek yeah, this out. But, to be restored, Michelle. But, but, yeah, <laughs> but they're, you know, and it's just the Holy Spirit. It's like how he's, he just speaks to us yeah. and whatever. You know, he can speak to us however he wants to. He's, he owns it all, oh, you know. All. Yeah, and he's an artist, so like. But I don't know. It's how just... cool that he's like chosen you as a vessel like for this home yeah. and like the way he's literally like doubling it in favor to be used for. I mean, because even if you guys want to search the hashtag, it's a home or a it's, house um, God is building. It's hashtag a house God is building. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys want to search that, there's like, and there's people that use it even now that aren't, it's not even a part of the, this house, right? Like they're just using yeah, it. Yeah. Like so they're, some... it's just turned into kind of, it's unfolded as like a restoration message of, um, so when, you know, I was selling merch and stuff like that, yes. so people were buying the restored merch and house God is building and sharing, you know, posting it and sharing it about their restoration stories and what God is doing in their life. And, um, and that was really, that's just been so cool to see, you know, and stories where, and I think it's like the gift of just hearing somebody else's story sometimes Mm -hmm. where you're like, maybe sometimes people have heard me on podcasts and it's brought freedom to them that, oh my gosh, she's going through that or she dealt with that. And I just always tell people, you're never too broken. You're never too far gone. If you don't hear anything else in the podcast, no matter what state you're in right now, God can take you at any point and make you whole and beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's always hope, you know. And so that's kind of the main kicker of the, the message right now. And it's just been cool how God's, I've given it to him truly mm-hmm. and how he's carrying it. And it's unfolded even in secular places. Like I said, where West Down featured it. So people were logging on thinking they were just looking at this beautiful farmhouse that was being yes. restored. And yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you hear about Jesus oh, and wow. this girl that this little Arkansas, <laughs> you know, whatever with that, the cutest accent that yes. is, um, has been, you know, kind of working on her store in it and her faith journey. And, yeah. you know, so it's like, I don't know where the Lord will take it, but it's where he already has taken it. Like, it's so cool. So I have one question. Cause I said earlier that there were two parts of the dream that stood out to me. There was the dirt part. Yeah. And the second part was the three men. Yeah. So I feel like I know what I feel like the Lord's saying that represents, but have you had people, or do you feel like you know? Yeah, um, I felt like it was Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yes, I was getting um, so excited. Very, I was like, oh, yes. very much so. That's so um, cool For a while me. I wondered, like, is this, you know, community around me? Is this, but I really feel strongly um, that it was Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and how he, again, in a dream, I felt strongly that the house was me, but I also felt like the house is us. The house is not just me, it's all right, of us. And right. how the Which Lord, is why everyone can relate in yes, some way. And how yeah. the Lord, like literally Father's the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit works on us to Together. literally get us back to where we need to be. And so you have the Holy Spirit or whoever over here hanging windows and you got the roof, you know, God the Father or whoever on the beam yeah. and, and like I love that it was like a wooden beam and the symbolic part of that. I thought and, that was Jesus waving yeah, at you. I was like, like Jesus, that's you just never yeah, you just I, it's it's like I, it's just, I don't know. It's just, there's so that's many dynamics so, to it that have really spoken to me. So but good. Um, that's what I feel like when I 
think about it and pray about it. I felt that um, before you said that, but I just think, because I think that it's so cool that it was, th- like, there's the trinity of yeah. every part showing you, like, hey, the Father sees you, yeah. Jesus sees you, Holy Spirit sees yeah. you, and we're all working together in unity, yeah. mm-hmm. but doing its own portion of the house yeah. to, like, to get it to where it should be, yeah. and, like, the potential that's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was cool, too, because in the dream, I mean, I had nothing to... I was just standing there watching them. They were doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just standing at the sidewalk, like, staring at it. Like, this history of my... It's just my life, you know? Um, and they were working on it and happy, you know? Yes, like, they happy loved to me. do it. Um, they loved me. Yeah, and so... And the, the guy, you know, whoever it was at the front, you know, maybe yeah. Jesus. I don't know, symbolic, but the, the beam, that particular one turned and smiled at me and waved and then I kind of waved back and then the dream ended and um I woke up and again I knew I was like it was just the oddest time it was like out like I said out in the hill country in the middle of nowhere I had no cell phone reception I was about to photograph a wedding I had no like I hadn't been thinking about Lord, you know, pray. Right. You were like, like fasting yeah. for two weeks. Like, speak to <laughs> me, me in dream, this prophetic Lord. dream. Yeah, I had no, it just came upon me. Like, it literally was like I was sleeping and I had this dream of oh. like, and I knew, like I said, I had no answers. I had no more answers that morning than I had the day before of like yeah. facts. I just had this knowing in my heart, like, okay, Lord, that was from you and you're doing something. Which is so cool too, because that to me is just a reminder for people in the waiting mm-hmm. that like, Yes, you know, you can fast. That's great. You can be praying. That's great. And But ultimately, I think, for me anyways, I've seen the prayers like, Lord, in your timing. Mm-hmm. Lord, in your timing. Because like you said, you were in the, like, not a place where you'd be like, all right, this Airbnb, this is really where I'm going to feel the <laughs> yeah. Lord tonight. You know, like, yeah. you weren't, there's no way to know that because God yeah. speaks whenever he's ready and, like, Absolutely. whenever he knows that you can receive it. Like, yeah. you were obviously in a season and in a place where he was like, all right, Shaley's listening. Like, she's yeah. ready to hear this, you know? Yeah. And, like... We may not have seen the work that was done in, like, the secret hiding place yeah. like, before that, but that's what makes it so beautiful, and it's a story that's, like, being told so beautifully because yeah. he knew you were ready to tell it. Yeah, well, it was one of the things I just shared at a conference recently that really ministered to me um, in hearing you speak about waiting, but that's kind of the season in ways I've, the waiting season, I've just kind of been in that for mm-hmm. a while, like, longer than I'd like, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us have those areas in our life where we did we wait longer than we'd like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. but, um, but you know, we hear the verse all the time. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We love to talk about that verse, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, I was reading kind of studying it and I always tell people, you know, strength is in the waiting. It's not in the soaring. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yeah, that's good. And mm-hmm. so, um, in that season, that's what I was doing. All I had was the Lord. I was mm-hmm. gutted and, and like clinging to him and waiting and, and, you know, I tell people too, waiting is not an inactive season. It's actually a very active thing where that word, they that wait right there in the Hebrew means kavah. And it means if you study it, it means bind together. So like they, that really says they that bind together with the Lord shall renew their strength. So it's not this passive, like I'm just going to do what I'm going to do and live how I want to live until the Lord brings me what I want. It's this like season of like, but God, you're all I have. Yeah. I'm binding myself to you, and in this, my, my strength is going to be renewed. So out of that season has come this season mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And I don't think that it would ever be what it is if I hadn't have, yeah. gone in that, that season, mm-hmm. did the, you know, work with did the, the work. Lord and waited. Yeah. Actively. And now it's this next thing, and then this, you know, mm-hmm. soar. So, like. It's funny because I think the world, like, views 
working and doing as like go 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 like do with your hands as much as you can yeah but it's so funny to me because waiting is almost is is harder than that to me so it's like the waiting is doing more yeah than the actual doing yeah a lot of the times yeah and again like that's not what the world like praises or what they see when you're in this like hidden waiting place or this like secret place like asking the lord what's next but i just think it's so so cool that he has used you and used this house in the story to show people like a physical image of what that can look like. Yeah. I just think it's beautiful. And I love so. that you're taking your time with us too, that you're not, you didn't just come in one day and be like, okay, by next month mm-hmm. it all needs to yeah. be done. Mm-hmm. Because that's even, and that's it. one of the hardest pr- probably things I'm for sure. me, mm-hmm. like in the natural, because as a visual and as a creative, that's been very actually stressful done. on me. Because yeah. I want, I see what I want it to be and I want it to be that way. Yesterday. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah yesterday. Yeah. Honestly, I'm exactly. like, and it can really get to me, which yeah. sounds awful. It's no, like, I'm the same way. It's we like so right. minute, the yes. problems of like, oh, I want this house no, to be but, like, yes. but truly, like, I want it to be like I want it to be, mm-hmm. especially as it's getting posted and there's yeah. things, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think is, I don't know if you're this way, but for me as a visual, we just recently moved to, and there's, if there's parts of the house that aren't done, I just, for it's so hard for me not to focus solely on that. Yes, like that back area. That back, yeah, and no one can see it. It yeah. may not be in the open, but yeah. I know it's there. Yeah, and exactly. it, like, bothers me to my core, and I have to be like, I am so blessed. Like, Amanda, like, get out. Like, get out of here. Like, you have nothing to... And I definitely can relate. That part of this home is, I believe it's all been part of the process, mm-hmm. but it's been like, it's taken everything I have not to want to just... I want to hop on overnight. Amazon and I want to order that yeah. tonight. Yeah, like, overnight the restoration. Yeah. Don't we all? Exactly. But, but yeah, it's part of the it's it part of the story is that it's taken time, you know. Yeah. And as a and guest coming into your home, I actually really I noticed this about you, and you probably didn't even realize you were doing this, but. I love that when you were showing me the house, you weren't apologizing. You weren't saying like, mm. "Well, this isn't done yet." Because I've gone to people's homes where like they're giving you a tour, and like their first instinct is to be like, "Well, this isn't finished, yeah. but like it's gonna be this." You or, want like, to? This, you want I've to? Of course. Doing that actually, I used to, but I've, I've stopped. I but love you, that. You want to? You want to say, "Okay, okay, okay." okay but <laughs> just picture <laughs> this. Just, yeah, let me tell you, this is what it's gonna be. Yeah. And you're yes, like, you know, yes. but I, but um, that takes away in a sense from like, mm-hmm. like I love that you were able to be excited about the process when you were showing yeah. me, but you were still showing me like this is what it is right now and there is like beauty in where it's at right now and that even is prophetic for like seasons in life because like you had to walk through your mockingbird station season for the lord to set you up to live here and the whole time you're talking i was like i cannot wait for my husband to listen to this episode because Mm -hmm. we i told you earlier we've been married for six years we've moved five times and god has spoken to us a lot in the places we've lived but specifically in the street names so we've lived on um, I mean, every street name has been like very specific and like, but in California, we lived on a street called Ruby street. Okay. And it was like the hardest season of my life. Mm. Crazy waiting. Like definitely felt like it was my, the Lord just like doing heart surgery for me. But I felt like he was just creating that pressure cooker for like a Ruby to be created. Mm. Then when we moved from, from LA to Dallas, my friend actually flipped a house that was like had been abandoned for 30 years was like a crack house in Dallas and before we moved the Lord had spoken to me and said that my word for that year was hope and he takes us to this house to show us this house is a duplex he's gonna live on one side we're gonna live on the other and he's like can't you see it I'm like this is a dump like no No, I I cannot see it Cammy's like I am not a it was like two degrees it was like right (laughs) behind people say that about this house I'm like don't see it I get it but then he goes but wouldn't it be so cool to live on Hope Street and I'm like, that is not the address. Like, no. 
So then we moved to Hope Street, and I watched wow. him build a house That's on cool. Hope Street. Yeah. And then our, our first home that we just bought was on is on Oak Street. We live on Oak Street. And the Lord, that whole year before that, Isaiah 61, which I was is say, the Old Oaks of Righteousness, yes, was awesome. my scripture. And so it was just like, when we saw the house, it really was kind of one of those same things where, were there things that I would have changed? Absolutely. Was it like dream home? For sure, no. But I like had that same feeling of like, yeah. this is home. This is home. And mm-hmm. like, it felt so, the season we're in of like building an oak tree for our yeah. family. And it's just And you're so literally, cool. well... Side note, I was going to say something, but yeah. continue. Okay, well, <laughs> well, okay. It's for, for another podcast. We're building our, <laughs> our house. We could. I'm just like on this foundation. And it, it's been cool. I think a lot of times as believers, we're almost afraid to like go into the details of the work. It's like, well, is that me overthinking it? Yeah. Is that whatever? But I think that like God speaks to the creative. He like does. Especially yeah. to, like you said, he speaks the language of our heart. Yeah. So as a songwriter, as a, a storyteller, as a photographer, like he knows that that's how my brain's going to work. And yeah. he knows that that like blesses me. Yeah. To see that. Yeah, and like, and I believe when we pray and seek Him, you know, there are things that I'm reading. Um, I'm rereading right now the Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. <gasps> I just yes, listened to a podcast on the way here from Mark Batterson. Okay, that's one of my favorite books. Let me just tell you right now. Oh, it's so good. So Circle Maker came out years and years ago, you know, and I heard about it and kind of read through it. And but there's something about like this season of my life right now where the Holy Spirit has like illuminated that book to me again. Wow. And so I have, I just kind of go through books. Like, mm-hmm. I have, you know, you mm-hmm. see them they're all, all over the house. Um, do you read and, a lot of books that like, do you, are you one of those? Um, people that hops from like book to book at kind chapters. of I'll have certain ones that I'll, that I'll read through and I'll yeah. have um, you know I'll have certain ones like you see laying mm-hmm. around where I'll skim them and then because um, I travel so much almost mm-hmm. weekly I'll do Audible a lot too Yeah. so right now I'm finishing up Circle Maker on Audible and I actually have the hard copy so I'm like wow. going through it the but there's time. something about this season where Holy Spirit has like r- like illuminated that book to me like you need to put this ahead of other books this is going to wow. speak to you in a whole new way and it's funny because it's kind of, there's certain parts kind of that re- you were referenced back to what right. you and I were just talking about, about how the Lord, like we pray certain things mm-hmm. and he really does speak to us in certain ways, like mm-hmm. specific to us. Um, and people can get out there with all that stuff, but truly like in a balanced, solid way, like the Lord will speak. So even with you, like those street names yes. and things like that and the story he's writing in you, your life, Thank you. um, you know, yes. and like you would, you need to like document all that and journal it and like mm-hmm. have it for reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it, it, the other day I caught myself thinking like, I can't wait to know what our next street name will be. Cause yeah. I really, at this point when God does things in repetition, you begin to expect it yeah. in a positive way. You're like, yeah. I have expectation that we will always live on a street with a name that means something yeah. to me. And yeah. that and like and you can come home every day and I'm sure you don't think of this every day because we're human, but you can walk in your front door and be reminded that God is restoring you yeah. every day. Like this home is a it's beautiful a testimony yeah. of his restoration. And it's, it's true because there's some days like I mean, I'm telling you, it is so a parallel to our lives, this house. But you know, I tell people, I'm like, don't get it twisted. Like people listen to the podcast and they come to me and they're like Oh my gosh, like this story is so beautiful and it is. And I know that the Lord's writing it. And let me tell you, it is so beyond me. Truly, it blows my mind. But there are so many days where it's hard. Yeah. You know, I walk in and I, I don't have, you know, I'm not like feeling it that day. Yeah. And I've got the bills yeah. coming in. I've got work. Or you I've see the thing that like that breaks or whatever. All the 50 things that yeah. need to be fixed. And, you know, and there's days where I'm like, oh. I'm just tempted, like, I just want to get out. I just want to, yeah. you know. But hearing you say that, that's what's anchored me, is know the Lord is doing this work. Mm-hmm. The Lord himself is doing this work in your home and in you. 
and it anchors me through those tough seasons. Yeah. Just like his word anchors us as people through, through every tough season, droughts yeah. and seasons mm-hmm. where we just want to get out and we just want to run and like, right. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. I want out. Yep. Um, so it's a, it's just a testament of like the faithfulness of God when we stick with it and when we have, we're, we're faithful and we have longevity yeah. and you know, That's so, so good. Yeah. Michelle, thank you so much. Y'all hear the big truck at the farm truck outside hey, of the Yes, we're in Mansfield. That Texas. might really set it off. <laughs> the end of the bed. Like, we're talking about this farmhouse. My neighbors are like, rah, rah. Oh, also, side and, note, speaking of farmhouse, I just want to share with our listeners that Right before we pressed record on this podcast, the Amazon guy came, Amazon Prime, and delivered yes. these really great, what, like, hard-working Should've... man gloves. Like, like, I don't know how else to Well, when you said it. you had gloves, I was honestly picturing, like, a cute, like, <laughs> anthro yeah, pair of gloves. Are and then they're, like, work gloves. And they're, like, you guys, these are used for old firewood. Like, none of A girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, these, like, leather... The color's a little off. The color's a little not our We setting. need to take a picture. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> it's going to be the swipe one, though. I'm going to take, yeah. yeah like, this, cannot be the, this cannot be the feed for no. everyone. This, hey. I'll, I'll do a picture in the actual natural light tomorrow for you. So yes, you please, see, please. Like, how like, yellow. Like, these, these gloves are the either gloves. used to, like, like, hold two-by-fours or firewood. Like, there's no in-between. Like, or there's no Yeah, or right. For sure. costume. Honestly, if I want to dress up as Big Bird one year for Halloween, yeah. I'm just going to ask you, you where I got those gloves. So, right, yeah, sure. I had to just share that because we are at the farmhouse truly when truly. these, like, man gloves were yeah. delivered. And Sweet Belle, her golden doodle, has been so good yeah. just laying on the She's ground. Good. She's used to podcasts now. We She's love like, our golden doodles. She's, She's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is well, best. as we close, I would love for you to leave us and our listeners with a piece of advice to anyone who feels like they're either in the middle of the restoration process or maybe they're at the beginning and they're, like, where you were before it started of just like, I don't know what's next. Like, what would you just say to that person to give them hope or whatever advice? Yeah, um, it's kind of just, I mean, a little bit repetitive what I said earlier. Um, but the biggest piece of advice I have is that we all go through trauma. We all go through hard times. We all go through seasons of the soul that are winter seasons of the soul, truly. Um, trauma doesn't or you know bad times they they affect all of us and um and god truly does like from my testimony i believe we're empowered mm-hmm. when we hear other people's testimonies like i was the most broken i mean he took the most broken places in the ashes of my life and he's creating beauty and there were times in my life i wanted to give up and i never thought i'd be here but mm-hmm. if you like i said if you hold on and you stay faithful to jesus and you walk with him and truly stick it out he will it's his word and he's true to his word he will bring restoration and wholeness to your life amen Amen. and don't you feel like too that that like when that restoration comes and and like you said it's still unfolding but I know for me like a very specific really hard season where I just felt lost and alone and like unseen I feel like when that full circle part of that particular part of my story came it was like this is so much better than I could have imagined or so much better than I would have written it myself yeah so good and it's because the pain like I allowed him into that pain exactly and it like you said it wasn't I didn't do it like I didn't do it gracefully like I did it kicking and screaming yeah a lot of us yeah probably have that same story Mm -hmm. and but I will say when that like restoration of that part of my story came it was like man now I'm just so grateful so thankful for that hard season and it's so I hold it like with so much more of a grateful heart. That's good. Because of the brokenness that it came from. Yeah. So And, and hearing you say that reminds me, like, it's truly, I think the big thing, too, is when you pray for restoration, um, 
pray the will of God and mm-hmm. like know that a lot of times in our restoration processes and seasons, like it's probably not going to look like you think it's going to yeah. look. Yeah. It's going to be an Ephesians 3.20 thing. That's why he's God and we're not. Yeah. Um, so restoration, like I never thought this story would unfold this way. If you had asked me yeah. 10 years ago, yeah. I mean, I would have been like, what house? Exactly. <laughs> what have I even wanted it? talking about? Right. No. Um, but he knew. And so keep your eyes open, keep your heart open, keep your spirit open to him and expect, you know, set your expectations when they're on the Lord, you can trust that. And like the Ephesians 3.20, he will do above and beyond what we even know how to ask. We don't even have the capacity to ask for it because we're human, but he'll do above what we ask or imagine. Um, so just to kind of keep your expectation there as well yeah, and not so set on like the thing that you want, yes. but just on God's way and his, you know, his process. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. Michelle, we so love you so much. Oh, I am just like, I know that this podcast is going to bless so many of our listeners. It's, it's blessed so. me yeah, for sure. There's certain episodes where like in the middle of them, I'm already excited to go back and listen. And this yeah. is one of them. Oh, so them thank you sure. so much. So thanks for having thank me. Thank you for I'm allowing honored. us into your beautiful home. We love every single part of it. Like you truly. are the best. And we'll tag all the things so that you guys can follow Michelle on her journey. And um, I just believe a book's going to come out of this for sure. Oh. So I will be at the top of that book list. Absolutely. And I'm listening so. to it on Audible because I love your yes. speaking voice. Yes. I'll be like, I know. Michelle, and read I'm me the story. I'm apologizing to the listeners right now. I've had a really bad cold. And no. No, you sound so great. great, girl. Um, we're, lo- we're vibing with everything yes. right now. Good. Oh well, guys, we love you. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Yes. So happy so much know, to holiday be season. For. We're yes. so thankful for this day. And we love you guys. So I'm Cami. I'm Amanda. We're basically basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic.